0: You know, no one starts life thinking, you know what? I think I'll just throw my life away. I think I'll just be a drug addict. No one starts off the day thinking I'll be an alcoholic today and tomorrow. No one is intentionally sabotaging their future or aiming towards brokenness. I don't know anyone who's doing that. No, this downward and slippery slide that many find themselves in, it usually starts because a need is missing, because people are looking for an escape. They're looking for answers, and their hope has been dashed. They had hope in a person. They had hope in a bright future. They had hope in something that was going to change. They had hope in something that was going to be bigger and better, something that was going to be greater than what they're living. And somehow their hope was dashed. And so in this week's episode, the Woman Pray podcast, we're not just talking about what it looks like to hope in something, but we're talking about the living hope because he makes all the difference, even when there are challenges, even when there is hardship in life. And so I want you to stay tuned today because I know it's going to bless your life. To the grown woman pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses, stop counting yourself out, pray. Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to the Woman Pray podcast where we come together each week so that we can really be encouraged in who we are in Christ Jesus and what it looks like to seek the face of God and really hear him and see our lives changed. When we invite the Father in our life, I promise you life can be so much the sweeter. And so before we get started in talking about the living hope, I just want to encourage you to join me on November the 18th. We're going Together from eight until four o'clock in seeking the face of God together. And if you've never prayed for the full day before, let me tell you, it's going to be an experience that you will never regret. So I want you to join me, even if it's your first time. In other words, let's challenge each other. We'll be in the space in person as well as virtually. So there are no excuses. It is a Friday, but in the same way that we make all kinds of sacrifices for everything else, doing what we want to do with everything else I want to encourage you to decide to try God and just let's spend the day pursuing him and I know he's going to honor us I also want to invite and encourage you to register for our women's conference that's taking place in March March 17th and 18th we're going to be understanding spiritual warfare now that's super important because life is happening to so many of us and when life happens we don't always know what to do we're always kind of stuck and so we're on this cycle of just praying and praying and praying the same thing, when in fact, it may be more to it. And so I want to talk to us about what the more may be. And I think it's going to bless you. I've invited some power-packed women coming on during that conference, and we're going to shed light on where there's darkness, not just in your life, but just all around us. And I think you'll not just be enlightened, but you will be empowered. So register at hopecathedral.com forward slash em that's em for empower me and i'll see you in march but i also am praying that we will see you in november where we seek god together november's registration is Free, but I do need you to register. So go to womanpray.com and we'll see you there. righty, We're talking today about the living hope, and we need to talk about the living hope because all of us are experiencing life. And when you've been disappointed, when you've been betrayed, or when it just feels like uh, life will be what it will be, It means that you may have lost your hope or it means that your hope is misplaced and Jesus is the living hope. First Peter starts off by saying, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has begotten us again to the living hope hope through the resurrection of jesus christ from the dead and so i really want to encourage you that jesus is the living hope in other words we were We were God's. We did belong to our Father. And then the enemy came and tricked us out of our inheritance. He tricked us out of our relationship with God. And so from sin, we were completely separated from Him. But God found a way to reconcile us back again to Himself. And that's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ a resurrection that enables us to have a fellowship with God that will not disappoint. that will not fail and that is not misplaced because when Jesus rose from the dead, hallelujah, when he rose from the dead, he broke the power of sin and death. He broke the power of darkness from your life and he brought you into the marvelous light so that you can have true relationship with him. And it is because of this relationship with your God that you have through Jesus Christ, that your hope is not misplaced, your hope is not on what's dead, your hope is not on something that has no power, but your hope is in the one who's able to change things, able to turn what's upside down, right side up. He's able to make all of the difference if you will consider that your life is not limited by what you see and what you experience, even if the experience has been so sad, so sorrowful, so heavy, so weighted. It can be a a myriad of experiences that we've all had. And while we may empathize with one another, commiserate with one another, there is only one who can deliver us. So let me encourage you today to focus not on a hope that really may not answer you but let's focus on the living hope. And so I have a couple of examples to give us, just kind of reinforce my point. Because many times when we think about hope, we're just thinking that means life will be perfect. But I just want to encourage you that life was not always perfect when we look at people in the scripture. Daniel is one of them. He was committed to God. He prayed three times a day. But even in his commitment to God, he experienced hardship. We're told about how he that his life was threatened if he could not interpret the dream. Many of it were already being killed, so he's like, "Wait a minute, tell me, tell me what's going on." And that was a time where he was committed to Christ. We t- we're told about how he um he was thrown in the lion's den. I mean, the lion's den. I've been doing everything right, God, and this is what I get. But Daniel did not change his perspective. He did not change but he was very clear that the God that he served was well able to deliver him no matter what the attack was, no matter what the adversity, no matter how many threats, no matter how many lies, no matter what the schemes were against him, God delivered him because his eyes remained on the Father. It wasn't focused on the things that cannot bring change, but it was focused on the one who does bring change. And so I hope that you're hearing me today, that we can look at situations that look like they'll never change, looks like this person will never change, looks like this opportunity will never come. It looks like all of these things, these facts will never change. But I want to encourage you to set your eyes not on the facts, not on the circumstances, not on situations but focus on the one who's able to turn everything completely around he said that his he, the king's heart is in his hand he's able to turn it like a watercourse whichever way he wants it to go he's able to make a hard heart a heart of flesh he's able to make a mountain into a molehill he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think so keep your eyes Eyes on the living hope. We can think about Daniel, but we can also think about Nehemiah. Nehemiah was someone who feared the Lord, and he saw pain in his people. He saw pain. He felt the pain of the walls of Jerusalem being broken down. He felt it, even though he belonged to God and considered himself as a person who who feared the Lord. Yet he was in bondage, a slave to a king. When he recognized the problem, he didn't focus on the problem. Again, he turned his attention to the God who's able to make change. He called on God, God, I need you to help me. We have to bring change. I need you to give me favor. And God gave him favor with the king so that he can then go and begin rallying uh, his brothers and sisters to rebuild the walls of of Israel. And if you think about the storyline, they had plenty of threats. They had people who were scheming against them, people who were going to come and, and bring death to them. But each time Nehemiah focused on his God, he did not get distracted by the plots and plans of men. He did not allow the enemy to trick him out of what God promised him, but he continued to work. He continued and he told us in Nehemiah that the people had a mind to work. In other words, they didn't get distracted. They didn't let these situations cause them to faint. And so I want to encourage you my sister do not faint in days of adversity you may be faithful you may be consistent with God but it doesn't mean that the enemy won't come against you but the promise is the enemy may come in but like a flood the lord is able to make a standard against him so you be encouraged in your god because the god of daniel the god of nehemiah is also your god if I think about another person i have David on the list. David from a little boy knew how to worship God. He knew how to praise God. He was always honoring God. It's why God chose him because he cared for the sheep. And so if he cared for literal animals, God was like, surely he's going to care for my people. And so while God is elevating him to the place of being a king, he faced a lot of obstacles. When you think about the lion and the bear that he came against, but he also had to fight against Saul someone who he thought was for him, but really was not. He had to come against those Philistines who were coming against him all the time. He had, to, he had so many obstacles, but he never fainted in his confidence towards God. So let me encourage you that the Lord is your confidence and he is the one who keeps your feet from being caught. So don't get distracted by what people are doing or are not doing. Those that you thought were for you, But they have proven that they're against you. It's okay. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? He is your defense. He is your refuge. He is your strong tower. And if you run to him, the scripture says you will be safe. And so I think about now, Naomi, Naomi, who had given up, you figure she was going with her husband and her whole family to a land where it was going to produce for them. They believed God. But when they got to the land, not only did her husband die, but her sons died. And she was left with two ladies, all three of them trying to figure out who's going to take care of me now. But Naomi determined, I'm just going to go back. And I just want to use that go back, not to a land but I want to encourage you to go back to your first love. Don't go back to people. Don't assume people have your answer. That's why she was telling those ladies, you all go on back to your homeland. I'm going back to my homeland to start again. No, she was going back to the God of her fathers. And I want to encourage you to go back to your first love. And as she went back, not only did God provide for her, but he used the the, the thing that she never imagined as Ruth would stay with her. There is someone that God raises up to help you no matter what's going on in your life. But your focus cannot be on the person. It can't be on Ruth. Your focus must be on your God. And if you can focus on who God is, then you will see a change. The only reason why you can have an expectation from God is because Jesus Christ died died on the cross he rose again so that now you are reconciled together with the father you have a restored relationship now there is nothing that you can ask that god says is out with from you. Psalm 84 says there is nothing that he withholds from them that walk uprightly before him. So I want to encourage you to maintain your confession of hope, not in things, not in what people said, not in what you were thinking would happen, but maintain your confession of hope in who God said he is and what God promised you. If you find it in the Bible, then and it is possible. Don't faint. Don't check out of life. Don't decide that there's nothing left and then turn to the wrong thing. Those things, they cannot help you. It just leads you further and further into a spiral. Alcohol can't help you. Drugs cannot help you. I'll even say people cannot help you. If you will focus on your God, then He is the one who provides you the kind of help where you will never want. That's the kind of shepherd that you have. And I hope that you're encouraged today because you're not alone in life. You have the living hope. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for giving to us your son, Jesus Christ. You have delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of the son of your love in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Now, Lord, we come boldly to your throne that we may obtain mercy and find help in our time of need. We need help, Lord. I pray for every woman that's feeling downcast, every woman who's distracted by the cares of life, every woman who's focused on the wrong thing because her hope has been dashed. And I pray, Lord, that no longer would we be distracted, but Lord, we would hold fast to our confession of hope without wavering because you who promise are faithful. I commit your ladies unto you and I thank you, Jesus, for being everything that we need you to be. For before Moses was, or you said, I am. Before Abram was, I am. So the great I am is who we call upon today with great confidence. Let your name be glorified through each one of our lives in Jesus' name. And all of the believers said, Amen. God bless you. We'll see you real soon at what? We're going to come together and pray November 18th. So I'll pray you at the gathering. That's what it's called Woman Pray Gathering on Friday, November the 18th from 8 to 4. Register Register. at womanpray.com. It's free, but I want to see you. You can be there on Zoom or in person. And then I'll see you in March where we will gather together for our women's conference. It's going to be phenomenal. I know it's going to bless your life. So make sure you register at ahopecathedral.com forward slash. E. M. God bless you.